0: Dum 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 da dum. Da 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 Welcome back to Breaking Mayberry, a brand new season of the show about trying to understand America today by under by (laughs) a brand new season of the show about trying to understand America today by seeing what they watched in the 19th. This sucks. Man, (laughs) I am I'm out of practice. Let me.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, Mm. it's going to be it's going to be a rough one. Like, I think I I don't know what to do with my arms during this. Like, what do I do with my arms while we.
0: Shove them down the front of your pants. I, like. d- I,
1: I feel like we we include the part of you flubbing and just do like a a, a very relatable. We I we, we took a month away and we accomplished nothing. And if anything, we got worse. We can't do this anymore, and it's gonna be super bad. Okay, you can do this.
0: Welcome back to another episode and another season of Breaking Mayberry, the show where two young gentlemen try to watch the Andy Griffith Show in hopes of understanding why America's
1: on fire. Over the course of the the time off, we upgraded to young gentlemen rather than a couple of guys. Yeah, that was uh,
0: that was a- our only accomplishment oh, yeah. during our hiatus. We accomplished nothing. We got none of the things we wanted to get done done.
1: <laughs> we did not make a website. <laughs>
0: We are going to make a website. Uh, we do still have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/breakingmayberry. That's our website. Check it out. Go there and give us money, please, so that we can do things with it. Question mark? Yeah, we should probably shouldn't just admit that we haven't done anything <laughs> with the money that's been given us so far. We're trying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, I'm Marty Schneider. I'm Dan Ludwig. Oh, and we are we're now on season two of the Andy Griffith Show. Uh, Coming back from this, I'm I'm glad to get back in the studio, back recording with you, but man, it was nice taking a few weeks off uh, out of Mayberry, I gotta be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I kinda, I, I, my plan was to, like, watch all of season two while we were away, and I got, like, eight in and just had to stop.
0: Well, let's talk about that, because I think we should just temper some expectations right now. This second season, man, it... It is rough in the beginning. Yeah. Like, it stops doing the wild and weird stuff that we were really used to for season one, but it just backloads that for this latter half of the season. Yeah. So these first couple of episodes, we're going to be, like, we're going to have to actually learn things and, like, explain stuff.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is, I think you could define it as the gender season. Like, season one was a gender season. This is the gender season.
0: God, it's like, it's like Handy and Barney are just going out of their way to see who can be shittier to women, like, in a contest. They're, they're,
1: they're shitty to women, there's a lot of shitty male stuff, as we'll touch on in this episode, and also it gets really upsettingly horny at points. Oh yeah, he-
0: upsettingly horny is a good phrase one. The episode we're doing today, uh, Opie and the Bully, written by David Adler, aired October 2nd, 1961, directed by Home Depot line of credit holder Bob Sweeney. Horniest guy in the retirement home, Bob Sweeney. I want to say, like, this is almost the griffithist of any (laughs) Griffith episodes. Because, like, not a whole lot happens in this episode. But it is just a pretty simple, uh, like, child has problem, dad solves problem. It's,
1: on the surface, like, if you don't really pay attention, it just seems like some cookie-cutter-leave-it-to-beaver bullshit. There is so much bullshit floating underneath, like, you. Like, your cursory awareness of this show. Like, if you squint at it, you'll see just layers upon layers of Andy Griffith being a shitty dad.
0: I feel like a lot of your father issues are gonna come out in this episode, Dan. Oh,
1: yeah. My father... Like, I'm going to get into so many father issues that I'm gonna have to borrow other people's issues with their dads. You wanna launch into it, I guess? Let's fucking tear into it. Alright. Welcome back, guys. (laughs) Welcome back, team. Let's ride the nightmare.
0: Alright, so... One sentence summary from Wikipedia: When Andy finds out a bully is repeatedly taking Opie's milk money, he encourages Opie to stand up for himself. That's that's accurate. That's yeah. pretty much what happens here.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, and it's a pretty like old story of just dad teaches son to deal with bully, and it's a like the oldest fucking thing of like you gotta fight your bully, which It'll,
0: st- it'll stand up for yourself. I don't know if like he. It's weird about the fighting thing. He never specifically says fight, but he He also...
1: He 100% says fight that child.
0: All right, all right, all right. But, but like, also the opportunity arises to, like, do some fight training, and he completely dismisses that. It's a weird, weird balance of, of... logic here he wants opie
1: to fight his bully but be shitty about it
0: yeah yeah yeah. make sure that you're as big a dick as possible yeah
1: yeah he wants he wants opie to like not do a good job at fighting his bully he wants opie to like kind of get his ass kicked
0: but make sure that you are like as (laughs) self-aggrandizing as possible
1: yeah (laughs) What, what your son really needs to be is the kind of dude who doesn't know how to fight but will pick a fight at a moment's notice like that's that that's really the kind of person that you want to explicitly raise.
0: That's that's Barney Fife right there.
1: Yeah, oh my god Oh, this is all coming full circle. He's just making a little Barney Fife. He's making himself a secondary Barney. Uh, the adult that he also parents. So it kinda it kinda works out perfectly.
0: Our episode opens with Opie and Aunt Bee in the kitchen getting ready for school. Uh they're getting ready for school and Aunt B is packing a lunch. For Opie, And she's giving him a lecture about an apple pie and a sandwich, basically, that's in there. And she's basically like explaining, now, remember, I want you to eat the sandwich first and then the apple pie. Eat your sandwich first and the apple pie.
1: Over the course of these three scenes, Aunt Bee says the words apple pie maybe 20 times.
0: <laughs> We're reminded that this is Aunt Bee's personality After a certain point. It's just, I create foodstuffs. Here to are some food things for you. To the point
1: that this one is really sad, where I'm like... Aunt B, there is a point to you beyond food creation, I'm sure. You have purpose. You have value. You- There's gotta be a personality in there, right? Like, we've seen it. You call people on their shit very effectively. You're great at psychological manipulation. You don't have to
0: lean on pie this hard. Aunt B does get some good stuff to do this season, but not this episode.
1: No. She- She comes in, like, hard, mentions apple pie- uh, upwards of 20 times, and then is just vanishes.
0: So, obviously, um, Opie makes some cracks about, like, he doesn't want to do that, because if he gets full, he would rather have eaten the apple pie than the sandwich, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he asks for a nickel for milk. And so, o- Aunt Bee gives her a nickel and says, make sure that you use this nickel for milk, not another piece of apple pie! <laughs>
1: It was a solid B. Yeah. If that boy, I had to. Nope, I can't do it. I, I do like some great British British Bake Off shit.
0: Like, <laughs> dude, I've watching the Great British Bake Off.
1: No, I I think the Great think I'm British the, Baking
0: Show rules. I'm,
1: I think I I'm love the it. last human being not watching watching the Great. I British love baking it so show.
0: much. Like, you know what? You know what? You're not ready for it yet. Yeah. When you're ready, the Great British Baking Show will find you.
1: I feel like I'm the last person in like the best pandemic. Like I'm the I'm the I'm, I am legend, but for just. Being extremely happy with life.
0: Opie takes his nickel. He's said not, or he's told not to buy apple pie with it. He says he won't, which is true. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes into the living room where Andy's getting ready for work, and he asks Andy for a nickel for milk. And Andy does his southernism, finds one, hands it over, and Opie goes off to his merry way. Aunt B comes in and discusses pie. Discusses mm-hmm. pie. Says. Oh, was that pie very good? Maybe that pie had some problems with it, huh? She's fishing for compliments about the pie. Andy doesn't give it to her. Uh, and then she yells at him, basically scolds him for not complimenting her pie. Yeah,
1: it's a whole weird scene. It's like, it's a cry for help. Ampy is doing a cry for help in this scene. And Andy is just like, well, let's go eat the shitty pie you made.
0: <laughs> but she she clearly, clearly says it's the best pie she ever made. and He's like, well... What if it was so terrible we had to go eat it all up right now? Also, it's like 8 in the morning. Like, why are these people eating pie for I, breakfast? Because
1: I think Andy just wants her to shut up about pie and if it's gone, like, if, if he had left it uneaten, she'd be like swinging by the jailhouse. She'd be like I made a pie! As she's like walking past. <laughs> just like, like spray painting on the side of his car pie and just scuttling away.
0: It occurs to Andy that during their discussion, Andy mentioned that she wanted Opie to spend the nickel that she gave him, not on pie, on milk, not pie. <laughs> and it occurs to Andy, huh,
1: wonder why he needed two nickels. Which he, he, he really thinks about more than I think most parents would have just been like, oh, that dick kid. That fucking asshole kid just wanted two nickels because it's yeah, money. Right, it- it's candy money.
0: Yeah, you don't need to be the world's greatest detective on this one, Andy. He, I will, however, point out, he spends more time thinking about why his son wanted two nickels than he has done any crime in this entire yeah. series. He's really trying to puzzle that one out.
1: He really, he gives his child more benefit of the doubt than any child deserves because children are little demons. Like, a very valid option was, Opie wants that second nickel so he can throw it in a river because <laughs> fuck society. <laughs>
0: little anarchist opie yeah exactly
1: they're they're,
0: they're tiny demons speaking of tiny demons let's talk about what happens in the next scene we find out why opie needs two nickels (laughs) uh opie is
1: walking down the street uh and a slightly 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 taller boy comes out
2: hi opie hi sheldon yeah You wouldn't like to sort of let me pass by your street today for free, would you? Why should I? Well, then I could give Paul back a nickel I sort of owe him. Who's stopping you? Well, if I give him back his nickel, and I have to give you a nickel for passing by your street, I ain't gonna have no nickel for milk. And boy, Sheldon, it ain't easy getting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich down dry. (laughs) Yesterday, I almost choked. Drink water. (laughs) Well, if I don't drink milk, I'll get soft bones. I sure would like to give Paul back his nickel, Sheldon. What if I say I won't give you the nickel? A knuckle sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to try it? No.
1: Boy's name is Sheldon.
0: Uh, Because you could have a bully named Sheldon in the 1960s. Yeah. Sheldon wasn't like a swirly name.
1: I know. Yeah. Honestly, a kid in high school could have been like three times my size with a robot arm. And if his name had been Sheldon, I would have been like, yeah, fuck off. The laws of physics will not allow you to hurt me. Your name is Sheldon.
0: Fun fact about Dan and I, we actually, before landing on the Andy Griffith show, attempted to watch young Sheldon for a podcast. Oh, you my know? God. Uh, that has been lost to hard drives of time.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. We could have released that as a bonus episode. Yeah.
0: We might come back to it, though, and, and torture ourselves again for, like, a bonus for our Patreon subscribers. I'm Patreon. Still pr- com slash Breaking Mayberry.
1: I'm still proud of the name I Have No Mouth and I Must Sheldon. But, yeah, Sheldon, like, pops up and says, like, you know, the bully shit.
0: I gotta be honest. This kid is really good, though. Oh, that this, kid. This cold, dead-eyed, steely motherfucker is just like, hey. You want to cross my road? You gotta give a nickel. You know the deal. And Opie's, like, trying to talk his way out of it. His talking his
1: way out of it is so shitty because he just explains scarcity to Sheldon. And it's just like, so if I give you a nickel, I don't have a nickel. And Sheldon's like, alright, I'm following Uh, this. (laughs) I'm on board. But I want the nickel because I want to drink milk. Alright, well, that's not my problem, but... I want milk. Drink water. No, it's it's drink water. (laughs) To which, like Opie's response is of the the first of many times he says this. But then I will get. But then I won't get strong bones. Don't you want me to get strong bones, Sheldon?
0: Which clearly he does not.
1: No, they're easier to break. He wants you weak so he can pick on you. So he
0: threatens him with a knuckles out. I'll be honest. Like, this kid is good at bullying, even though he is only slightly taller than Opie. Like, I, I I took out my wallet and threw ten bucks at the screen. I was like, here! I feel like, uh, bullying is, at that
1: age is mostly just knowing what to do with your shoulders. Like, like... You, you get just a forward hunch. Just a, 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 an, an angry hunch, and, and I think having a sharp chin. Like... They're all children. They're all they're all their bodies are equally weak and shitty. It's just basically posture.
0: You also have to like never have your eyebrows raised. Yeah, they got to be like almost completely flat. Cause, yeah, because they're all adorable. So the second
1: they raise those eyebrows, boom, Disney character, not yeah. intimidating yeah. at all. Yeah, uh, it's the kid who's willing to have the shittiest posture is the best bully. <laughs> <laughs> but so Opie does a shitty job of. of of understanding why bullies do the things they do or how to talk his way out of it.
0: Uh, Sheldon threatens to beat the crap out of him. Opie gives him a nickel. Opie goes home, right? He's, like, getting ready for bed, and Andy does ask about the two nickels.
1: Andy enters and asks for a little talk. They discuss losing the nickels, because he's like, why do you need two nickels? And Opie's like, well, if I lost one, I'd want to have one for milk.
0: Yeah, you know how...
1: how Forgetful us children are,
0: pa! Yeah, he even... He calls out we know opie's age he's seven years old you know how forgetful seven-year-old boys are yeah which i'm like opie i hope you can read by now Uh, (laughs) he's so he's still illiterate as shit
1: (laughs) uh but he and then he again says like the the weak bones things like
0: you don't want me to get weak bones right which is probably like a thing that you told children about that's something you tell children about milk today i mean every whatever got milk ad is star selena gomez definitely selena gomez uh who's who's on an elementary school like cafeteria these days like logan paul (laughs) oh it's definitely a youtube star we've never it's it's pewdiepie or 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 ninja it's a Fortnite star i drink my milk so i can game harder (laughs) and also not be a nazi (laughs) i need
1: i need strong hand bones to prevent carpal tunnel drink milk but one thing that's like kind of weird is like that you get strong bones from drinking milk thing. Complete horseshit. Of course it's, oh, it's totally made up by America's dairy farmers. I feel like this show might have been like a part because that probably would have happened around now, right? Oh, probably sure. Yeah, the we might be watching that like weird bullshit thing happen. Wait, 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 wait. are
0: you are you arguing? Are you hypothesizing that the American Dairy Board paid off the Andy Griffith Show? To promote milk in this episode, and this is what David Adler came up with?
1: Okay, I wasn't suggesting that. I was just suggesting that maybe this was, like, part of it. Like, we were watching the, like, early phases of that, but now, yes. (laughs) Yes, I am saying that. (laughs) They were, like, they went into the Andy Griffith Room board... uh, Andy Griffith... (laughs) They went into the Andy Griffith Show boardroom, said... We need you to be pro-milk. And David (laughs) Adler was like, can it involve the beating of a child? And they were like,
0: yeah, yes, you weirdo. Listen, (laughs) I got this new thing called product placement. See, what we do is we put products in our television show and then we get paid for it. So it's like a commercial that's not a commercial. So we got to find out one thing that people don't already know about. I got it milk
1: (laughs) we need to promote milk now follow me here adler you can't make you can't say it makes women's breasts bigger all right my plan b
0: (laughs) this is the least horny david
1: adler episode ellie's gone he has no idea what to do he's got he's running around in circles he's just channeling it all into child violence so (laughs) you you suggested like uh before we did this that maybe sheldon represents uh uh, mccarthy because he'd been bullied by mccarthyism and i'm trying to figure out how sheldon represents his (laughs) ex-wife
0: no i i do think that's a possibility though by the way let's let's just think about that this is an episode about bullying from American hero, I guess. No, no, no. No, no, no we're no. not going to do that. Remember
1: the makeup episode. We have to retract yeah. everything nice we've yeah. ever said about David Adler. He's a piece of shit. He's,
0: he's, he's a piece of shit who did one good thing by telling Joseph McCarthy to fuck himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it, which still puts him one up on elia Kazan.
1: Yeah, yeah, who is a sexist and a piece of shit. Who, uh,
0: who, ha- who folded. Who just also happened to make some of the greatest films of all time.
1: Quick recap on our feelings on two people for those who I guess are just jumping in now. For those who came in late, yeah, uh, we say we say weird shit about one director's name. There's one guy who writes this show who's really horny and weird, and we have conflicting feelings on. And Ellie Kazan, the guy who wrote On the Waterfront, is a prick. All right, you're caught up. Let's
0: go back to so so. Opie's getting ready for bed, blah, 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 strong bones. So Andy's like, well, I'm not getting shit out of this. Like, for (laughs) once in his damn life, Opie's keeping his trap shut.
1: Yeah. Opie Uh. is successfully, like, ducking the question. Like, he does multiple things of, like, well, I want to talk about this more. Ah, sure am tired, Paul. I, I know, that's fine. Oh, God, why are you keeping me asleep? This is torture on my tiny body, Pa! Please, God, let me sleep! Alright, I really want to talk about the fact that you kind of stole from me. Oh,
0: tired! So tired, Pa! <laughs> like, he, Opie he, works him pretty well. So, now we're in the jailhouse, it's the next day. And Andy is still working the nickel case. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's his Zodiac Killer. He has
0: nothing else going on.
1: Now, why would a child want more money than he has?
0: It doesn't does make any sense, Barney. I'll tell you. Barney, I need you to canvas uh, candy stores in the area. Like, what's... He's, he's got, like, red string and thumbtacks and stuff. Like,
1: Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he... He's incapable of accepting the possibility that maybe his kid's a dick. Which, good, because he is right that there's something else going on. Right,
0: right, right. <laughs> so, and Barney, Barney uh, suggests that maybe Opie had, uh, you know, one of those things, what's it called when you uh, can envision the future?
1: <laughs> Great development for Barney Fife in season two. He becomes superstitious. Yeah. This is, this is not a, a thing, a throwaway thing. Barney Fife starts believing in psychic powers and magic this season.
0: <laughs> he rules.
1: gets worse. <laughs> so against all... I know you thought that we had hit the bottom of the barrel. You thought we had hit bedrock with Barney Fife. He tunnels down into a loose understanding of
0: reality. No, bedrock's the Flintstones. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this is Mayberry. We're not breaking bedrock. Actually, I- oh, Damn it, that would... Oh! That's our sequel series, TMTM. Because TM, TM. that
1: pun actually makes sense. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, that's actually, that's actually a name. Breaking Bedrock is actually a thing you do. What oh. is wrong with us that we we should have done a Flintstone show?
1: God damn it! God damn it! I mean, there's probably a lot to unpack in
0: this one and that one too. Um, we could have done the like weird Flint, Fred Flintstone smoking commercials. Yeah. So. The reason why Barney is trying to convince us that Opie really did become psychic and have a premonition about losing a nickel.
1: Because a child conned him.
0: <laughs> because Opie came in and asked him for a nickel today. Yeah. He was like, I, I was just trying to convince myself of it. So, <laughs> that
1: I didn't get conned
0: by a stupid, illiterate little boy. And he says, like, the magic word that gets Barney all hot and bothered. Because <laughs> he just gives it up and he's like, well, guess it's a mystery. Bar- Don't
1: barney gets immediately rock hard mystery you say (laughs) we're back folks it's a barney fife stealth mission It rules. Cause also, this one, he's doing the shittiest job. Where it's his worst self-mission <laughs> of all time. He is immediately he is less than a car length behind Opie, the entire following him down the street. Uh, in his uniform, in his police uniform, you know, the one of the two police uniforms in the entire town, just barely out of this child's like earshot.
0: Uh, like, and then- it, it, it's really fortunate for him that Opie just is completely oblivious to the outside world. Yeah. Like, Opie just has, basically, horse blinders, and you, you know how babies, like, don't understand that a world exists outside of, like, their... Realm of Vision? Yeah. Yeah, Opie never developed past that. So, Opie is a Metal Gear Solid NPC. Perfectly. We're yeah. just like, he has that little like, cone that you
1: can <laughs> see on the map, and beyond that, you're fine. You could do whatever the fuck you want outside of that cone. Uh, but the best part is, uh, if you like, look at the, the extras on it, they're all staring at Barney Fife as he like hides behind mailboxes and like, jumps into windows. Like, there's just a guy like, sitting on a stoop just going like,
0: what the f- fuck is he doing he does the uh, he does the thing where you like cut eye holes in a newspaper <laughs> that you're reading except he botches it and he just cuts a hole the size of like his face it's basically like a newspaper glory hole that he's just got going on here he's looking out
1: and then a guy like comes out like smoking a cigar just, and just stares down at him and barney fife just hands him his newspaper that he's destroyed i love that in this town barney fife is basically like the leading cause of property destruction. Like, I bet you would just like leave your house in the middle of the night. Barney Pipe Fife would have taken apart your car and been like, I needed this to investigate a crime.
0: So Barney does witness Opie being bullied. Yeah. So he does find out what's going on. So actually, even though this is his shittiest job, this is actually the most successful Barney Five stealth mission. Yeah. He accomplished what he set out to do.
1: He successfully does police work. I think. No, it's not
0: police work because there's not a,
1: I guess, I mean, he doesn't do successful police work Because I'm pretty sure that when a cop sees a child being bullied by another child The thing they're supposed to do is none of this ever. Nothing Yeah There's Nothing And he's like, you did good not intervening I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the, like, all, like, manuals on being a cop would strongly disagree But whatever But yeah, they go, like, it's back in the jail They're discussing the
0: mugging Actually, I, I really like what Don Knotts is doing in this scene And I don't say that very often but I do like this bit where, like, we see, like, Barney's normal high-strung, full-alert self. But he knows, you know, number one, even Barney knows I can't shoot a child. Yes. Right? Uh, but it's it's what happens when, for the very first time, his concerns and his, like, high-strung are all directed at care for another person. Yeah. Because even even when Barney's doing stuff to defend Andy it's still a little bit about Barney. Yeah. Like, Andy's my best friend and he's my boss and everything that bad about Andy reflects bad on me. Barney Fife. Yeah. It's, but in the case of Opie, it's just like genuine concern for Opie's well-being. It's His his emotional
1: state throughout uh, season one has always been like, I'm a big man and I, how can you treat the friend of a big man like this?
0: In this, it's very much like Opie's two dads. Yeah. Like, Andy is like stoic and like concerned and... and uh, Barney is just throwing out every idea he can come up with. Barney, Barney 5 wants to whip
1: pistol whip a child. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, like, he'll like he go and fight. So, yeah, Obi's two dads are going at this right now. And, uh, Barney does suggest maybe we should teach him to fight. Which,
1: not a bad idea. Yeah, no. Not a bad
0: idea for Barney to do it, but not a bad idea for you to teach, uh opie to throw a punch
1: common thing when a kid's getting bullied you like take him to a karate class or something like they i the karate class will teach him like don't fight but the kid will know how to fight so they'll be more confident and less easy to bully
0: yeah and, and andy specifically says that he doesn't want opie to go looking for fights but he doesn't want him to shy away when he's right uh barney does do another good idea where he says well why
1: don't we go tell the uh, tell sheldon's dad that he's bullying your kid and andy says well no that'll just deeply embarrass opie we can't do that which the standard thing to do is not like parent to parent direct conflict you're supposed to go through an authority figure you know like the town sheriff (laughs) so like yeah it's another like andy is shooting down good ideas left and right here
0: Actually, this would be the one time it would be appropriate for Barney Pipe to just go in and, and, like, yell at someone.
1: Yeah, no, you go just, like, tell the kid's parents that your kid is beating the shit out of other kids. Because Sheldon, like, Sheldon is probably not just bullying
0: Opie. That's true.
1: Yeah, he's probably bullying multiple kids, and Eddie is just like, well, gotta make sure that my son is able to deal with this self-sufficiently. That's his whole thing, is he wants Opie to deal with it himself, he wants Opie to not be embarrassed. He can't let Opie know that he knows that he's being bullied, because Opie will feel too ashamed. And, so it's, yeah.
0: Full disclaimer, Dan and I do not have children. (laughs) Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, full, I mean, I, I got a little bit of a a personal thing with this, just because, I mean, I was bullied as a kid, obviously, from the way I talk and act and, and And are. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I, and it, I kind of had a weird thing where um, I, I I was bullied, and as soon as I punched my bully in the face, he immediately went away. This was way too late, where, way after all the damage had already been done. But it also, like, you should, like, everyone did a good job telling me to not hit my bully because, you know, there are kids that, like, try that shit. Where they're like, I'm going to fight my bully, and they just like throw punch at the first kid who talks the slightest amount of shit and just alienates everyone around them. Because kids can't make those decisions about whether or not they should be fighting another kid.
0: I, too, was bullied a little bit in junior high and high school, uh, and I, too, uh, wound up hitting my bully. But the thing about that bully was uh, he didn't like Jews. Yeah. He didn't like Jews before I hit him, and he didn't like Jews after I hit him. And he he really doesn't like Jews today. Yeah. So, I don't know if it was bullying as much as it was outright white supremacy. <laughs> At what point does bullying become a hate crime? Because that may have happened to me in, like, ninth grade.
1: That's a real, like, what is the sound of one hand clapping type deal. Like, <laughs> when does bullying become a hate crime based on the bully's motivations? So I think we both have a little bit of, like, like skin in the game on this one. Like,
0: I, I guess. I don't care that much, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and go to the fishing hole, which is the next scene.
1: Yeah. They're, they're fishing, and Opie's like, wow, this fishing spot is incredible. We're catching fish left and right.
0: Uh, I think it was just, like, like, Andy wants to have a time to talk to his kid. Yeah. So let's go fishing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Again, the most quintessential Andy Griffith thing. <laughs> This is a very Andy Griffith Show, Andy Griffiths episode.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. There, it, it, it doesn't hit all the check marks unless there's talk of how good Andy is at fishing. So Opie asks how Andy found this fishing spot, to which Andy responds with, a lie. You very clearly see Andy make the decision to lie to his son.
0: And It is very important. I didn't realize how important it was till the second time I watched this episode. You need to understand everything Andy
2: is about to say is BULLSHIT! Well, one day, one day, I snuck away to my secret spot. I hadn't no more'n got my line in when, what do you reckon I saw? What? Hody Snitch is standing there. Hody Snitch? Who's he? Tough little fella used to live in this town a long time ago. Seems he snuck right after me when I snuck away. Dirty Snitch. Yeah. Yeah. He was sneaky, but that ain't the worst of it. He says to me, "Hody he says. He says, he says, beat it, boy. He says, from now on, this year's my spot. He says if, if I catch you fishing here again, I'm gonna tear you into little bitty pieces and use you for bait. Which you, Paul, which you? I left. It shames me to say it, son. But I picked myself up and I crawled out of there like I was a whip pup, which I was. How come, Paul? Why didn't you make him crawl out of there like a whip pup? Because he acted tough and I was scared of him. What do we... Oh... Some fellows sure talk tough, don't they, boss? They surely do. Only you know what I found out? What? I found out that tough talks just talk. Sit down on that log there, and let me fix your shoe. You did? Did what? Found out the tough talks just talk. I surely did. How? Well, I got to feeling bad. Mighty bad. You know why? Because you took away your milk money. <laughs> I mean your fishing spot. Yeah, that was it. At first. And then it got to be for a different reason. I got to feeling mighty ashamed because I was too scared to protect what was rightfully mine. Mighty ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're looking at a fellow that felt lower than a two faced, sniveling, crawling. Lily Livery. How'd you know? Well, i got a pretty good imagination. Well, you imagine absolutely correct. I felt so low that a little bitty ain't couldn't have walked under me. And I tried, and I tried every way I knew to get shut of that feeling, but I just kept feeling lower and lower. And then one day, one day when I was in school, the teacher was telling us young'uns about how this country of ours begun, and she told us about this fella that says, says millions for charity, but not one penny for tribute. And then she explained to us what that meant. What does it mean, Paul? Well, that means that that it's it's fine and dandy to give away something because you want to, but not because you're scared the other fellow's gonna give you a punch in the nose if you don't. You know what I did? I got my fishing gear and I marched myself right down to my old fishing hole. You did? I did. And there was Hody. Tough guy Hody. And you know what happened? He got scared and ran away. Nope. He did just exactly like he promised he would. A knuckle sandwich? (laughs) Right on the nose. Oh. You know what I did? I laughed. You did? How come? Because it came to me that what I'd been so scared of wasn't really worth being scared of at all. I didn't even feel that knuckle sandwich. You didn't? Not a bit. And I lit into him like a windmill and a tornado. What happened? Me and you fished that spot, didn't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Andy says, uh and Andy basically passes on the moral that if you fight your bully one you now, he doesn't say if you fight your bully, they'll leave you alone. Cause that's like the normal thing. Like that's uh that's what freaks and geeks did. Like if you fight your bully, you might you'll probably lose. But they'll leave you alone because you won't be uh, an easy target anymore. Pretty common idea. Andy Griffith takes a different route of he says like, hey, if you fight your bully, one, their punches won't hurt you. Yeah. And two, you will win. So he, he takes a little bit of a different route of be like, hey, by the way, did I ever mention that you're Colossus from X-Men? Did I ever mention that you're incapable of feeling pain and you can beat any man who enters one-on-one combat with you? <laughs> I totally left that out. Okay, well, get on out there, small
0: <laughs> child. He's hoping to inspire his son to be brave, like him. Except he didn't do a brave thing. No! He's a liar! (laughs) He made up this bully
1: and this fight. Like, when he says, like, I lit into him like a windmill.
0: No, he did not! I won this fictional fight (laughs) so you, my son, can go win a very real fight. Wow, I just heard my father's voice come out of my (laughs) mouth.
1: <laughs> like, real like the best thing is like he teaches his son that there's no such thing as pain. He's, <laughs> yeah, like, you're
0: impervious to pain
1: when be, you... being punched in the face doesn't hurt. Like, did you know that? OB, did you know that there's no that there's there's no pain like nerve endings in your face? Get on out there.
0: I what? mean to be fair, most of the time, like if you've been hit or whatever. It probably doesn't hurt at first. Yeah. Shock exists. Yeah. But you do hurt later on.
1: Yeah. You, and I'd say you, maybe for the first five seconds, you don't hurt. Your head starts hurting pretty hard, pretty quick. But yeah, so he tells Opie this bullshit story and then Opie proceeds to ask him 10,000 questions. The next scene, next
0: eight minutes is just Opie asking questions. Like
1: being punched in the face doesn't hurt. Dad, who I trust, who would never lie to me? No, it doesn't, Opie. And you beat him up very easily? This person who exists? Father, who raised me? Who is establishing my sense of what is and is not true? That's right, son, who I'm responsible for. Did you bleed, father? That's the weirdest question Opie actually asks. Is like, did you bleed? No. You will. <laughs> to which Andy responds, no, 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 you never bleed. You'll never, never. We... We're like Balder. We, we Griffiths are of myth. It's so fucking dumb. And shitty parenting. And the most toxically masculine bullshit. Of like, Opie, K- like, he's actively encouraging Opie to not communicate, to not trust in authority figures, and to like, completely define his ability to get out of like, physical intimidation. Through violence.
0: And then doesn't teach him to fight. No! Gives him no instruction whatsoever. Just, we totally missed the Master Splinter scene. We totally missed the part where you actually become Batman. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's like, just go out, you don't know how to throw a punch. Just go out there and hit your, hit his
1: body with your body. I'm make, sure, sure make
0: sure you tuck your thumb under your fingers, <laughs> keep your wrist real limp, and uh, go for it. I mean, that's also a thing that,
1: like, Andy uh, assures Opie that... Uh, that he's going to be fine in this fight, he does not know Sheldon's deal. And in all likelihood, the reason that Sheldon is beating the shit out of other kids is probably because someone bigger is beating the shit out of Sheldon, either a dad or an older brother. And that per- a person who is in that situation probably knows how to fucking fight. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're like their life is fucking violent. So Opie in like in a realistic situation is about to get his fucking arms broken. Let Don Knotts teach him karate like he did in that one episode.
0: Uh so we're preparing for this. The next the rest of the episode is like building up to the like showdown, which happens off screen. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh but uh Because I guess
0: you probably still couldn't show two children in a fist fight.
1: I feel like that might have been a dramatic thing because I'm pretty, I feel 100% certain that you could show two children in a fist fight back then. All right. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that you could just, like, in terms of violence, back then you could do whatever. You could show, like, Opie setting another kid on fire and it would probably beat standards and practices. But the the next scene is the living room. Opie actually gives his, like, school clothes to Andy and says, I'm going to come pick these up later because the clothes I'm wearing are going to be torn and ragged and bloodied. Goodbye, father. And o- and Andy's like, I'm proud of you, son. Goodbye.
0: Like, he's giving him his belongings as he goes off to war. Like, yeah. hold on to this. I'll need it when I get back.
1: He's, he's not like, that should have been a massive red flag to Andy because Opie isn't like, I'm going to get a little bit of blood on my shirt. Opie's like, so whatever I'm wearing is going to be ruined, yeah, and I'm I, going to need another pair of clothes. At least
0: Opie is, like, realistic. He basically comes in and is like, I'm going to lose this fight, father.
1: <laughs> well, it's And then it it prompts just the weirdest hug, where Opie is just like, you sure you didn't even feel it when he punched you in the face? And Andy, again lying, says, no. And then they
0: hug. I mean, it's true. He didn't feel it, yeah. it didn't happen. Technically, that part is true.
1: (laughs) There's gonna be, like, a fucking moment, like, during the happy days period where little Opie is going to, like, look up in his father's yearbook, like, I'm gonna find this kid that fought my dad, find out that he doesn't exist, that Andy just made up a name, and then feel this deep sense of betrayal.
0: I like this idea you have that, like... Opie just becomes Richie Cunningham and switches dads at some point? Yeah. Okay, so they're all the same person.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Opie kills a kid and then takes his place to oh, escape his incredibly... Oh. After this betrayal from his father, finding out that Andy has been basically li- building a tapestry of lies around him throughout his entire adolescent life, Opie enters a temporary state of psychosis, kills another kid who looks like him, they both happen to look like Ron Howard, uh, and then assumes his identity. But yeah, so oh, they have a, a, a very weird heartwarming hug before Opie goes off to war. Uh, which is then followed by a scene in the jail where they're waiting for Opie's fight. That is like, it's like some
0: 310 to Yuma shit. Yeah, they're like watching the clock. They're like, what's going on? Like, And it really comes up, like it raises the question, don't you people have anything to do? Yeah. <laughs> They have spent their entire day waiting for two seven-year-olds to fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boy fight, boy fights. It's so fucking weird. Like, Blue Star. It's like Barney's just like kind of sitting there, like, oh, I can't wait for these
0: two children to beat the piss out of each other. You you think that like Barney and Otis had like bets going? Yes. <laughs> it was definitely like there was definitely some like Floyd was the bookie. There was definitely some deals going on.
1: There was definitely, so what, like, there, there's definitely a, a scene on the cutting room floor where Otis is, like, taking bets and running as a bookie and Barney is, like, comes in like, break it up, break it up! And then does that thing like...
0: The, the mayor's there,
1: 50 cents on the ginger! <laughs> <laughs> oh, put down money on the ugly one! <laughs> uh, and then Barney
0: wired Bobby Fleet, because <laughs> Bobby Fleet would be all over a kid fight. <laughs>
1: Just as the, uh, as, like, the, like, as Opie and, uh, and Sheldon are, like, rolling around on the ground beating the piss out of each other, a bunch of grown-ass men are like, Yeah! Get him! Get him! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Go for his knees! He has weak knees! His bones are weak! He doesn't milk! You've been depriving him of calcium for weeks, Sheldon! Go for his shitty bones! <laughs>
0: That's what it is. Sheldon's running the long game. Yeah, it's gonna soften those bones for the final fight.
1: Exactly. Yeah, his his mistake was believing bullshit nineteen fifties <laughs> propaganda science. Opie's bones were strong from whatever it actually makes bones strong. Uh.
0: So yeah. So then Opie comes in and he's got a big old black eye. He's got a, <laughs> he's like got a shiner. He got beat up. He's ripped up. He looks like. It looked like he fell down a hill, basically. And...
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a little like a little uh little rascal's black eye and shit. It's uh Yeah, yeah.
0: It looks it looks like he looked through a telescope that had like shoe shine on the on the lens.
1: Yeah, no, uh the makeup department just threw some soot in his eye and went home.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's extremely proud of his black eye. He's like,
0: look at it! Look at it, Father! Ain't yeah. it a beaut? Yeah, in the epilogue, he won't let Andy put steak on it because uh, he wants it to swell up and bruise even more.
1: Which, just again, the, like, toxic masculinity settling into this
0: little child's just brain. It's like, just like just, yeah, God, I look cooler the, this way.
1: My sense of self is, titled, is, is tied to how much physical harm I can endure. Yeah, yeah! This is a healthy thing for me to be extremely proud of.
0: Everything about this is incredibly unhealthy, which was pointed out. I've been looking at the comments on the ultra-reliable Mayberry Wiki because I hate myself. Oh, God. (laughs) And as recently as February 12th, someone anonymously, because they didn't want to get run off the Mayberry Wiki boards, Mm -hmm. uh, said, This episode is very outdated, mainly because of how serious bullying has become nowadays. Back then, it wasn't such a huge issue, but both the episode's ending and moral are wrong by today's standards because mm-hmm. of how serious bullying has become. Gotta reiterate that point. If mm-hmm. the show had been made today, it most it would have most certainly had a different ending and moral, which is actually very true. Yeah. Like, that's a surprising level of self-awareness for the uh, Mayberry Wiki commenters. Yeah, uh, And as recently as 17 days ago, by the way, I love watching... The difference in time between comments on the Mayberry Wiki. <laughs> like, one person posted something on the wrong show episode. And two years later, <laughs> they were informed of this by a second commenter. 17 days ago, uh, the reply comment was, Many are many are outdated, meaning many of the episodes. Just different times. <meep> Shrug. I gotta be honest though, I agree with this commenter. And this is one of the few times you'll hear me on our show go... Yeah, it was a little easier back in the day. I'm gonna go with all the back in the day ones because now you can't punch a bully. They exist on the internet. Okay, they will just they will just whittle your self esteem down forever in every like escape hole that you have. Like I, I'm gonna go look at Instagram to see a picture of a cat, and oh, there's an entire account dedicated to how much I suck and should die.
1: Okay, so. Hard disagree on that because I feel like this episode did some fucking damage because there were like families that were like internalizing this message on on how to deal with a bully uh, like your kid like Jonathan was getting bullied at school and you're like why can't you just be like Opie and punch them and they were, and the kid is like okay so I'm, I tried that and he's not Sheldon sized he has like twenty pounds on me he threw me. He just kind of, like, punted me down the street, so what else you got? And the dad is like, fight harder! I'm not going to get you fighting lessons! So like, Fight harder? I, I got nothing else on this. Like, more The moral of the story, like, the tire hit the pavement on this in the real world,
0: and some kids got their asses whooped as a result. Counterpoint? Counterpoint? And I don't, I feel like we're splitting hairs here. At least being able to punch a bully is doing something at least there is a mode of operations here yeah you know when it comes to the internet when it comes to anonymous cyberbullying what you're gonna like report them oh yeah Yeah, no i mean
1: anonymous cyberbullying is worse yeah yeah.
0: Let's. let's, i think we can agree that like bullying hat is worse oh yeah
1: bullying got bet got worse because you can like get into someone's psyche and set up shop and do some damage but I guess, I guess, like, maybe the message is just sort of outdated because does anyone actually get the shit kicked out of them in school anymore, do you think? Do bullies beat you up anymore? I know cyberbullying is, like, the pre- predominant thing, but is actual physical violence still happening? I mean, yeah, probably. I Are you sure? Because <laughs> I can actually see a bully, like, being there, like, I could expend physical energy hitting you or I could just do some fucked up shit on Snapchat that would ruin your entire month I feel like maybe th-
0: I yeah, my- maybe I can make maybe I can just get you to I can just break your psyche yeah
1: hmm. may- I I
0: don't know yeah.
1: I was getting all worked up, but this whole entire thing might be completely fucking it's, moot.
0: It's my, it might be, I don't, I feel like kids still get beat up. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, and this is, a, this is a shitty rule of thumb. Like, again, this did, like, like, cascading damage where, like, lessons from this were internalized and informed the way that parents thought about their kids and kids thought about themselves. Like, just beyond how to actually deal with a bully. This teaches a really strong lesson that your sense of value is determined from your ability to inflict violence on the world. Like uh, uh, so let's It would be one thing if Opie got the shit kicked out of him, but still felt proud of himself after. Still not great, but that would be a thing. But Opie like stands triumphant because he beat the piss out of Sheldon.
0: I, I feel like there's a lot of different approaches, uh and I don't think anyone's come up with a good way to like what to tell your kid when they're being bullied. Yeah. Like I feel like just fight back is, does not work. And there's probably been studies and probably a lot of evidence that that doesn't work because...
1: It, it doesn't work just because like, I, there are situations where it, like studies have shown that fighting back against your bully works. The problem is, is no, co- no kid is smart enough to identify those situations. So you can't tell kids to do that because in a lot of situations, it'll either A, get their asses beat, or B, they'll be punching someone who wasn't actually bullying them, they just thought they were being bullied, and make it way worse, because they'll isolate themselves socially and make it easier for bullies to pick on them. Uh, but they're... Yeah, no, it's... It, it The thing, like, this treats it as a catch-all rule, and it's something that basically kind of works sometimes, but should never be endorsed by an adult, because it's kids fighting each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like... In terms of, like, ratings for this, I almost can't give... I can't give this, like, too many fives, to be honest. I think I think Andy presents a bad idea, but it's not the worst idea. It's not the worst thing he could have done. I, mean,
1: uh, I think... A, a way I, like, think about five scores is how much damage do I feel like this did? Just from how far back it was. Sure. And like, I think, like... It's sort of like kind of a butterfly effect thing where just some something that's like not that big of a deal back in Andy Griffith days can sort of echo like through time and do more and more damage with like like after the episode sure. airs. And, and, and think- like
0: and the Andy Griffith show is not not the only and probably not the first show yeah. to do a kid being bullied episode is it's, pre- it's pretty common and I actually feel like. It'd be interesting to to go through and look at the like bullying episodes, very special episodes of numerous shows, uh, throughout the decades, and see yeah how and even if they change approaches because I do feel like just pu- just fight back is consistent. I like, I feel like I was seeing that message in the nineties.
1: Yeah, no, th- I mean, we, fuck it, freak, it happened as recently as Freaks and Geeks, man. Like that that this message endured. Right. Yeah. Well, after just any sort of authority on the subject was like, no, stop telling your kids to do this. Like, there's you can probably find examples as recent as like the mid to probably actually like this year. There's probably mm-hmm. Last Man Standing probably has an episode where Tim Allen tells a kid to beat the shit out of another kid.
0: I feel like every one on Last Man Standing is an adult, but you won't pay me enough money to watch Last Man Standing and find out.
1: Tim Allen just kind of, like, grabs a kid off the street and tells him to fight another kid. Like, he just, like, he jumps out of a moving car, grabs a kid, and be like,
0: "Is you have a bully? What? Fight him! Fight the bully! That's not an episode of Last Man Standing. That's Exhibit A in Tim <laughs> Allen's child endangerment trial.
1: <laughs> that was during the cocaine years.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, he snitched on another child abductor, <laughs> and that's how he got off. Quick reminder, Tim Allen should be in prison.
1: Yeah, he should. Fuck, what were we on? He was
0: a snitch. Oh, yeah, he was a piece of shit. Yeah, no. He narked. Tim Allen can't go back to Detroit. There are probably still people that want to kill him. (laughs) I mean, you could
1: say that about a lot of places in America.
0: That that people want to kill Tim Allen there? That's true. I want to kill Tim Allen. Yeah. Don't come to Philadelphia, Tim. You're not welcome. Gritty Uh, will get you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll sit gritty on you. (laughs) He'll emerge from the shadows. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, okay, yeah. So, I think, like, I'm gonna give it a, a high-five, score just because I feel like they, the lessons of this kind of echoed down. It's like the, the one episode about how, uh, you should ignore domestic disputes. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like that, that message, like, kind of
0: echoed and did some damage. All right, so, Andy Meter. How uh, good is this episode? There's this a- episode is not that good, to be honest. I didn't... There's a lot of good moments,
1: like like a lot of the the acting is good. A lot of the the shots are well done. The the jailhouse scene, it, despite the fact that they're waiting for two children to beat each other up, is really well shot and well written.
0: Don Knotts is good in this. He gets to do something a little bit different with Barney. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: He kind I feel like he kind of gets the handle on Barney this episode. Uh, so I'm on six, six. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's 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 good, not great.
1: It's good, but I'm not that. I'm not that into how good it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perfectly passable. It, 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 I guess should get some points for setting up the like Andy as like strong father solving or passing lessons on to the son. It is like the most father knows best of these. It's, It's the quintessential Andy.
1: You see some shit happening here. You see like the idea of Andy Griffith as America's dad forming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Six,
0: and five a meter, I, I still can't go higher than, like, a four.
1: I'm going to say seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this bothered me more than it bothered you.
0: Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that is it for our first episode back on the job here at Breaking Mayberry. Don't forget, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mayberry, where you can sign up and donate and get bonus episodes, deleted scenes, extra content uh, on the joy of knowing that you're financially supporting your two favorite television critics? Uh, We're something. Kind of? Two favorite dudes. I think our
1: professional titles are just dudes. (laughs) Fair. And as bonus content, the one that's currently up there is our review of The Littlest Hobo, a story about a dog who fights crime. Uh, And we're going to... Who might be psychic? A psychic dog who fights crime. And this month we're going to be doing fanfic
0: yeah that's what we're doing we looked over the andy griffith page of fanfiction.net and there is a lot we're
1: gonna be doing this month either andy griffith versus batman andy griffith versus the hulk or andy griffith versus an anime i've never heard of so one of those three i think
0: oh we gotta say the name of it it's like it's like or andy taylor's dragon maid Yeah. yeah something like that uh, so, you will be allowed to vote on what fanfic we read.
1: Try to pick which one is going to be the most erotic. You'll probably get it wrong.
0: Uh, in the meantime, if you want to check us out online, we are on Twitter at BreakMayberry, slash BreakingMayberry. You can talk to me on the internets. I am at Schneid remarks on Twitter. I'm at the Luds with 2Ds. Ron Howard, of course, is always at real Ron Howard. And this time around, why don't you hashtag tweet at Ron Howard? Teach Ron Howard how to fight. For the love of God, this man is getting his ass kicked by children. Just still to this day. To
1: this day, Sheldon is still on him.
0: Ron Howard, like, (laughs) on set still has, like, a large blonde man who is, like... Only slightly taller than Ron Howard. Ron Howard
1: has not had a nickel on his person since the 60s. Anytime he, like, a barista hands him a nickel for his coffee, just Sheldon shows up to whoop
0: his ass and take it. So send him, like, like an MMA video or something. Like, it's probably like a YouTube how to throw a punch.
1: Yeah, no. Wiki just how. Help this poor man out. He's, he needs your
0: help. So yeah, do that. Hashtag tweet at Ron Howard
1: outro music by max ludwig at yeah. sleepy Talkie. uh artwork by emily christina uh at scrib emily
0: on the on instagram right
1: on instagram at uh at scrib emily
0: so that wraps it up for us thank you so much for coming back for us for season two of breaking mayberry once again we will still see you all down at the hole. we all come back
1: mentioning gritty
0: oh yeah we're gonna talk about gritty all season long. oh
1: yeah buckle up we're both philadelphians it's like the renaissance here all right everyone's excited there's an electricity in the air we're all talking about gritty almost every time any of us are drunk
0: (laughs) which is often
1: often